0: cringe? Not me, here's why. When I talk to people outside of the industry, there seems to be this perception that TikTok is just an app full of dancing and half-assed lip-syncs. Which wasn't technically wrong, it was evolved from Musical.ly which was bought by By ByteDance in 2017 for a billion dollars, but if that is still your perception today, you're gonna wanna keep watching. I mean, TikTok has taken over, having amassed over 1 billion monthly active users, in which the top echelon of creators are earning upwards of $17.5 million a year. Demel is rolling in the mind. Let's go. Did you guys have to like take a screenshot of your bank account and send it in or what? Yeah, I believe, I think they verified. Did I forget to mention that she was 17 and absolutely nothing (laughs) this is mine because i spent all of my money on this bad boy however this obviously isn't the norm for most creators the top few often garnered their attention and fame through the first wave of TikTok, and at some point like the kardashians became famous for being faints and this isn't to discredit their skills in music or dance but largely their initial growth was unstrategic and more or less an accident so parker What is it that keeps your faith in this young generation of creators? Well, let me tell you. It is the middle class the rising stars, the ones who are changing the narrative about building popularity. You can now put your stuff on TikTok, and that sounds, this is dumb, but this is going to be, this is the thing. And you can get a huge following. And who broadcast every step of their journey, and take the audience with them in becoming a musician, artist, or a range of other really intriguing and inspiring niches. But, What makes this so special? Well, there are a few reasons that I'll get into. For the sake of this video, I'm just gonna stick to music artists, but in the past I have made videos urging athletes to build social followings too. So as these athletes come up to their Olympic debut, there is an audience there following them and supporting them along the way. While there are many examples of artists using social media well, one of my favorites at the moment has got to be Dean Lewis, who you may recognize from. Right, that's enough. Don't want to be sued here. Artists like Dean Lewis are paving the way for aspiring musicians through avenues that just weren't possible until now. I mean, I was having a debate a number of years ago about whether applications like Spotify were helping or hindering new artists. And I mean, sure, if you look through it through the lens that you make less money per stream as you do per album sale. It is so much more than just the listening to of a song. This is where platforms like TikTok come in. What a segue. You no longer have to do dodgy pub gigs every single night in the hopes that eventually you get recognized by some record label and then get exploited to the ends of the earth because, do you want a career or not? The power has transferred back to the artists and away from the monopolies of the past. Whenever I would talk to any record labels, it was like, are you gonna let me own everything? And they'd be like, uh, no. And then, and then the only person who did was Ayrshire Records, and they gave me like ownership, and they, then that's who I'm working with now. Let's look at some examples of what artists like Dean Lewis are doing so well, and let's see if you can guess what makes them stand out from the music industry of the past. Some of songs on the radio for the first time, baby. When I lose control, never gets old. I can hear it. Oh, it's on the Bluetooth. Yes. Just look at the top 50 yeah. in Denmark. Seven? <laughs> yeah. What? Holy shit. Dean Lewis is capturing their journey in the most authentic way possible. But what do I mean by that? When traditional celebs share moments from their life, it is often the form of an overly processed Instagram post, or if they're feeling extra fancy, they'll bring on a whole film crew to make a documentary. But none of these feels truly authentic. You don't feel like you're getting a genuine glimpse into the personality of someone, nor the ambience of the moment, unless it is combined with a sweeping emotional soundtrack. I'm trying to give you something with substance, not just us out there shaking our fucking asses. I want something real. While I do love myself a good underdog doco, they have their place and their purpose. While they're great at building brand and image, they're not so good at capturing someone's essence. The relatability is often missing. It poises these people on a pedestal, which creates a certain perception. However, this completely differs in the modern form of media, at least for those who take it seriously. But here's what not to do. What is she doing? That's mine. This is a dangerous plant. That's a baby cactus. you have a permit for this? All right, just give it back to her. Ow! Me. You pranked me! See? These just come across as overly produced and fake as opposed to in recognition of a billion streams. Oh my god, it's heavy. Dean Lewis would be alright. Oh, fucking low. Hopefully the next one gets a tenth of that. But what is the benefit of producing TikToks like this? First, you can build a deeper connection with your audience. While I can appreciate the way LeBron plays the game of basketball and his incredible business and charitable acumen, I have no idea what he's like as an actual person, hence it's hard to build a connection in that regard. Look up. Cash money. While well, the YouTubers and TikTokers that you wake up to every morning and watch while you eat breakfast, while you brush your teeth, or even listen to at the basketball courts, these people you build a deeper parasocial connection with, in which then they become friends that you haven't even met yet. And this is where the term influencer comes from, even though it has more of a negative connotation these days. Funny enough, my university hasn't quite realized that. They think that the whole internet still evolves around 2017 beauty vloggers and mummy bloggers. And that's what I pay 15 grand a year for. Thanks, guys. But. Besides the point, as I mentioned earlier in my athletes video, by building this relationship with your audience, you're more easily able to sell your particular product or service. This ability to bring an audience with you means you don't have to be the LeBron James or the Messi of your sport to be able to support yourself. With this micro audience, means you can just be casual roller on the Zimbabwean team. But if you have a dedicated audience from your home country or around the world that just loves what you're doing, you're able to continue a career out of this. And this applies to concert tickets, merchandise, and more. And aside from the tangible objects, you could literally be selling happiness, inspiration, or a positive message. Staring to chase our dreams that no one else believed that we can do. Some creators have taken this a step further by raising tens of millions of dollars for charity. We're trying to raise 30 million dollars by the end of the year. Hey Parker, huh? This just sounds like exploitation. Hey, sure, some may be doing it for charity's sake. But aren't they still manipulating yeah. people into making them richer? let we'll discuss that right now. Or will I? <laughs> well, it's in script, so I have to read. Sure, there are examples of malicious intent, like there is in every industry. However, the vast majority of people who've managed to sustain a long-term career online is because they do have genuine intent, because they do bring genuine value to the parasocialized audience. This value can come in a number of ways, whether that be teaching science to help a student pass their exams, or whether that be providing humor and a laughter at the end of a stressful day, or even inspiring someone to engage in their own pursuits. The reason this is so much more impactful with TikTok is because you're seeing someone's progression every single day, right in front of you. Whether that be as their songs start landing on the charts and their reaction to that, or as they start to collab with bigger and greater artists, or even their thoughts and emotions before they step out onto that stage. This glimpse into the life and career of someone you idolize can provide a roadmap to be followed and give you hope that your deepest dreams are indeed possible. I don't follow Dean Lewis to understand how to become a musician. I follow Peter McKinnon to understand how to become a renowned photographer, or Philip Vu to understand how to perfect run and gun filmmaking. But I still follow Dean Lewis because inspiring to see a fellow australian rise through the ranks and achieve his dream and it's amazing to see him inspire others to do the same additionally to see the impact his music has on those who listen is so difficult to achieve but so greatly desired in any creative endeavor this sort of thing just wasn't possible before from the artist's perspective they would have to work a day and night minimum wage jobs just to survive in the hopes that one day they get picked up by a record label and from the audience's perspective, they can finally have someone that they can relate to, learn from, and be inspired by. This is why I back the creator economy and people like Dean frickin Lewis, who are paving the way through uncharted territory and showing what is possible. As mentioned before, I made a similar video earlier where I discussed the same idea, but in the context of athletes and why they should build social followings, where I included some additional ideas and thoughts that didn't quite fit into this video. So click here to watch that now.